This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Oh, I'm starting to hear myself now. I guess we're going to, like, change the format around this evening. Yes, if you call completely flying by the seat of your pants a format. Well, wait a second. How's that different from the others? Tonight, we thought we'd go through previews. I guess we'll go through previews for comics being released in September. Yes. And kind of go through how we kind of figure out or take a look at stuff and see, hey, we might be interested in reading that. Might be interested in checking it out. What kind of catches our attention? What doesn't? Is there certain genres or certain tropes that we're just kind of eh on or whatever? So this is kind of more of a personal taste. Um, and maybe it'll bring some disagreement about. Because I think we've been too agreeable lately. We need some conflict. We need some, like, Paul Martin conflict. That's true. I'm a, I, I, I need to send you a gift or something that doesn't get there, or just part of the box that only gets there. You know, to oh, really... just say you're going to. That's about. That's true. That's true. I'll just say I'm going to send you a gift, and it'll never arrive, and that can generate some animosity that we can use to fuel the discussion. Just some anger. But yes, previews. Gosh, we both, I know, pour through previews pretty heavily every month. I don't. Th- I know a lot of people that listen to us, or a lot of people that we talk with, don't read it very regularly. So. Yeah, I don't understand. You know, like if you don't look at previews, how do you, how do you hope that it's something that shows up on the shelf and you're going to find interest? Now, I guess maybe in some large metropolitan areas where you have a comic store that's got an extensive clientele and they can put a lot of stuff on the shelf, maybe. But. Um, I mean, and that's how I kind of used to get stuff in the old days because my LCSs wouldn't have stuff, and I didn't have, um, you know, I I didn't have previews, and so I'd hear from somebody about, hey, you need to check this out. Now, by that time, it'd be in issue five or six, and with the independents, you know, that might be a year's worth, <laughs> and then you had to go trying to find all those issues and all that, so it got to be a struggle. I mean, that's kind of like how Poison Elves was with me. I found out about about issue five, and then going back and trying to find issues one through four ended up being quite a chore. Yes, and it really depends on your shop owner. The shop I go to, he's pretty good about, he stocks quite a few titles, and he gets a lot of indie stuff. And I found a couple of things just in there looking around on the shelves that I hadn't ordered and or, you know, don't seem to be getting a lot of uh, talk. But yeah, really, especially if you're, serious about looking at a particular type of com- comic book or if you look specifically into independent comics previews is really I found it to be the best source of information of what's coming up it, if it's on time previews yep. will it has to go by the companies the companies tell them when they're going to release and sometimes that changes that is true but I can't you can't hold that against Diamond and, and it's Diamond that publishes previews yes and a monopoly. Yes, a monopoly. But uh, yeah, I love that ma- that catalog. And tonight I'm going to be kind of a little bit out of my element because I don't have the catalog yet. 
I think it just came out today. We're recording this on the last Wednesday of August. And, and previews comes out, hits the shops the last Wednesday. Yeah. And, and not only that, it's a fifth Wednesday. Yeah, it's a fifth Wednesday. Does it seem like there's been a lot of fifth Wednesdays this year? Is that just me, or is there usually this many fifth Wednesdays? I don't know. It seems like it to me, and I think part of that, it's been, it seems like there's been a lot this year to me. Part of that is... I order quite a few things through DCBS, and so this being a fifth Wednesday, my shipment of stuff is not going to go out till probably tomorrow or Friday, a lot of part of this week. So I'm getting a lot of things late, especially things that came out the first week of August. I'm not going to be getting them till you know probably Labor Day or close to Labor Day. So those kind of months are a little bit aggravating because it's it's longer to get my my stuff so yeah so tonight I guess we'll be going off uh, the previews website so it's previewsworld.com and you can go to the catalog and I like to throw it into gallery view and this harkens back to the old days when I was you know when I do comics where you just see the cover and this is you know so the cover kind of grabs you I guess the cover and the title then you can kind of hover over it and it'll give you the the short synopsis that's supposed to draw you into it That and that's pretty much previews Yes. And I guess there's actually more covers here than there are actually in the print version because you can actually see them all if they've submitted them to previews. Right. I guess the other thing is I don't know how you do with alternate covers um, and other aspects like that. It may be that you just have, uh, well, I kind of see some of that when you, especially when you go to the DC or Marvel, but they usually say image coming soon. <laughs> right, I I don't I really don't go through much on previews world. I usually wait for the catalog, and in the catalog they don't do alternate covers very much, at least not for the most part. They might throw one in there for some of the larger publishers, but so. But it is what it is. So where to begin? If you unless unless you've got a specific place, I've got something to begin with. Uh, at the top. Yeah, at the top. No, actually, it's uh, the new releases for 8 2017, August 30th. That's today. Oh, okay. We'll go to new releases. There's just one thing there I noticed that I wanted to mention. Featured this week. And it's... Uh, oh, is it the features or is it everything? It's just... It says new releases for 8 it's off the home page. Ah, uh, okay. Well, what is it you're saying? It's Lady Mechanica, the Clockwork Assassin. It's a comic book that's written by Joe Benitez, or Benitez. And I this is one that I found on the shelf of my shop here a few weeks ago, issue one, and I picked it up and I was really impressed with it and really enjoyed it. It's has the protagonist looks, is this female character, uh, Lady Mechanica, who is part. She has her legs and arms are mechanical. She, you know, she's had add-ons, enhancements. And but the setting is kind of in a Victorian era. This is very steampunk type. I was about to say it sounds steampunkish. It's very is it's extremely steampunkish, which I kind of like and. Uh, 
there's been a couple of different series. This is like the second or third series he's put out. And I read the first one. I was really impressed with it. And number two came out today. And it's Benitez Productions. Am I pronouncing his name correctly? Yeah, I think it's Benitez. Joe Benitez. Oh, so it's almost self-published by the writer. Yes. I haven't checked to see if he was publishing anyone else under his imprint. But that's that's a good book. I really enjoyed that. It's I like the artwork. It's... And the coloring is very robust. It's just a good story that I liked. And especially if you're into steampunk and crime noir type things, it could be appealing to someone. Okay, and so we're on issue two, so it's not that hard to uh, get into it. Is it um, I take it it's a miniseries, so it's going to be how many of how many? I, it is a miniseries. I don't recall what the number is. Or I haven't seen the number. So, I don't... I'm, I'm assuming it's a miniseries. I, as most indie comics, or a great many of them seem to be. I just don't know how many issues are going to be in this. Okay. So I don't have anything that I know of that's coming out tomorrow to kind of highlight. That was the only one I saw, and I just the, I just saw it, and it triggered me because I just picked it up. I picked up the first issue two weeks ago at most and read through it, and it was enjoyable. So do you have anything next? Well, I guess we can go to the general catalog. Okay. And kind of start looking through that. Okay, let's do so. So, do we want to do Dark Horse, or is that not indie enough for us? <laughs> I, since we're going through previews, I think nothing is off the table. So, if you want to do Dark Ooh. Horse, we can even do Shot or Valiant or anything else you want to talk about. Okay, so I guess what comes up first here, we're doing alphabetical, you have Dark Horse Comics. And I guess first off I see up there Rasputin, Voice of the Dragon. And what catches me is this one with this Mike Mignola cover. It's the variant. So I'm a big uh, alternate history fan. Right. So seeing comics based on you know historical events, uh, I find intriguing. And Rasputin at the turn of the century with the Bolsheviks and uh, going from the czars to, you know, whatever Russia ended up to right before the communists and everything like that, that time period, especially. And then Rasputin's like always a very popular uh, historical character that people like to play on. Right. That's, I'm jotting that down because I also like alternate histories. Yes, the mad Russian sorcerer Rasputin has been thought dead since 1916. Okay. And he's and he's working with Hitler's inner circle. Interesting. Oh, I see. And it's about to cross paths with the man who go on to found the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense. So this is actually a part of Mag, uh, Mike Magnolia's universe. So if you're familiar with Hellboy and BPRD, this is kind of maybe of a, a prequel of sorts. Right. 
So it's in that universe. I heard, I want to think that Mike Mignola is winding down uh, that universe now because I think Hellboy ended last year. BPRD, the Hell on Earth, kind of winding down. I don't know if he's going on to other things or not. Uh, but they are making a new Hellboy movie. So this could be, that could be interesting. Could be. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm going to check that out. Well, have you read any of the Hellboy or BPRD? No, I have not. Ah, uh, okay. I have not, so that's something I might look at. Certainly sometimes. I've got so much stuff to read, it's just ridiculous. First world problems. <laughs> I know. I need to find a way of... There's got to be a job reading comics where you can make 100000 a year reading comics. It's, it's, Isn't that called an editor? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Without having to do the work of editing, though. Just, just reading. Nothing else. Just reading. We'll pay you to read comics. So. Okay, let's see what else. We got Department H20 coming out. I think we've talked about that. Um, Halo. I see Neil Gaiman's American Gods, Shadows. Uh, ooh, Sherlock Frankenstein. Yes, that's what I was looking at. I'm really intrigued with this one. Well, it's Lemire branching out his Black Hammer universe. Right. And Black Hammer is one of the best not a best comic books of the last couple of years, in my opinion. I'm quite enjoying it. Oh, yeah. The last issue I, I thought was the best that, that's been out, you know, out of, I think, what is it, issue 13, 14 now? Maybe that was issue 12. I think so. I think so. But so, I saw this and I was immediately, yeah, told my LCS to put it on my list for when it comes out. I think it's first one actually comes out in October but yeah that's that's I'm excited about that one and in winding out Dark Horse is I gotta do the Usagi Ojimbo comment a reference alright you can go ahead and do so, that I'll oh, well that was it oh okay is that it oh. I just mentioned it issue 163 is coming out <laughs> alright now we're on to not independent, but DC. So it looks like they're going full in with this metal thing. Yeah, there are, and I've got it, I've talked to my shop owner, and I've got them all put on my pull list. There's DC Metal itself, which I think is five, no, six issues, it's a six-issue mini, but they have about, Let's count seven or eight one-issue tie-ins that are going to come along with this. Yeah, I think that, so the metal thing is supposed to be the dark multiverse. So we're kind of unwinding everything from the 80s when you had the continuity of the Golden Age. Superman should be about like 80 years old, and they did Crisis on Infinite Earths, which combined universes and stories, and it kind of rebooted the first reboot I think of any comic company did and made them all young and new versions and depowered some and everything. So that was Crisis on Infinite Earths and they explained everything previous as there was a, a multiverse and they collapsed it down into one. Well, I guess that wasn't enough and then 10 years ago they brought the multiverse back but it was only 52 worlds and I think maybe they've run into the, uh, the constraints of that and now you're going to have the dark multiverse which I guess is 52 dark worlds to this and I think they got their inspirations from um, Stranger Things 
because it seems to be the mirror of it. Right. And so I think those one shots are representing the dark multiverse versions of each of the Justice League members. But they're all based on the dark Batman. So you have a Batman-based Flash, a Batman-based Superman, a Batman-based Green Lantern. Yeah. So it's 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 Scott Snyder, so uh, it it should be interesting. It's not not that I have anything against Scott Snyder. It's just um, he's got in depth, you know, in depth stories with threads and everything, and it should be really interesting. I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I for when I've read so far, uh, which are the two uh, preview issues, dark. Day four, the forge, and I forgot what the other one's called. I enjoy the casting, the casting, and then the first issue of Metal has been out, and it's that's. I think I don't know. I'm giving it leeway as far as. Yep. But I guess what's confused me is they've also got. So you see, after that, they've got the Doomsday Clock. So now you've got that going on, which is the event where they're bringing the Watchmen into the DC universe. So now you've got Metal going on, and this overall Watchmen thing that re-kicked everything from the new 52 so it's almost are they related are they two universe changing events going on at the same time there's going to be a lot of moving parts with this I think so and there's been really not a lot of development of some of the things that they dropped in you know the DC universe rebirth with um Dr. Manhattan, his potential involvement in this, and there's, you know, there was a little bit they did, a couple, they did four issue crossover between Batman and the Flash called the Button, but there hasn't, uh, that, that I found, there's not been a lot of development along what's going on, so I think they're maybe starting to get into that. Uh, yeah, they've they've definitely put it on the slow burn. Uh, so what's next? I see Batman and the Signal, which I'm still trying to process a code name being the Signal. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, and that's, that's, is that's Duke's name now? Duke, is that was his new character's identity? Yeah, he's not a Robin. He's not a Robin. No, we, I've always known he's not going to be a Robin, which I'm okay with. I don't, because it really is still a Robin. Damien, he's off on his own stuff with uh, in Super Sons and uh, Teen, Titans. Teen Titans but there's one that we missed that I'm looking forward to it's going to be a four part miniseries it's called Batman Creature of the Night Kurt Busiek oh I see that and is this an Elseworlds? it's kind of an Elseworlds because yeah if you read it it says young Bruce Wainwright lost his parents in a violent crime and in the real world, no superheroes exist to save the day. Ah. But I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Some of the best Batman stories, or some of my favorite Batman stories of all time, are Elseworlds or out-of-continuity stories. Oh, I have to agree with that. Um, I loved Red Sun, uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, there's a few others. I, I like the Earth One 
hardcovers that's come out that's kind of Elseworlds, yeah. but they're not calling it that. Those are, yeah, it's, you got to be careful because they, they've, they've got certain ones that they specifically call Elseworlds, but then the others that are not in. Well, not didn't, they re- didn't they retire Elseworlds several years ago? Uh, to my knowledge, yes. So there's truly not any more Elseworlds since they brought back the, the multiverse, but we will see. And I think what, uh, Gotham by Gaslight's actually being turned into one of the DC animated? Yes, that's one of the latest announcement of, of animations that they're going to do. Okay, so let's see what else we got going down here. It looks like we got our obligatory multiple Harley Quinn stuff. <laughs> Which I don't read any. Uh, there's some Hanna-Barbera, the Jetsons. I actually, I think it ended the uh, Flintstones. That was actually pretty good satire. When the, the excerpts I saw from that, I didn't really read any of it, but I saw excerpts from it and people talking about it. And it was pretty good modern satire. So I wonder if that's the angle they're taking with like these Hanna-Barbera properties. I don't know. I'm not reading any of them, so... <laughs> Uh, then we're into our regular capes and cows. There's action comics, Aquaman. Uh, oh, they lump like Astro City in there, so I guess we're going alphabetical and they're just kind of not having them divvied up into their various sub-universes. Right. And that, there's, I say uh, with DC, there's really all I'm reading right now is Batman, Detective Comics, Batwoman, and... Uh, now the Dark Knight stuff. Well, I'm I am doing action comics because the new storyline starting is revealing the identity of Mr. Oz, and I feel it's leading up to Action Comics 1000, which would normally be a collector's item, except they'll print probably 500,000. <laughs> right. But I am excited about Action 1000 coming up. And Detective 1000, that's going to be shortly following behind it. Yes, definitely that's going to be a milestone. Oh, and there's a Batman annual number two. So how do you feel about annuals? (sighs) I'm mostly indifferent about them. They they seem to be mostly just filler. Mm. It's like they almost take some of the writers that say, oh... it almost seems like there are stories that one of the creators kind of had in mind. He started writing and decided, nah, I'll shelve that. And then yeah. it comes back and it's like, okay, we got to put that, put an annual together. we got to throw four or five little stories together. I There's just not many annuals that I've ever read. I came away thinking, that was damn good. I tell you what I miss is back in the day when the annuals would cross over with one another like the big events they were in the annuals like I remember my my big first DC event was because I got into comics after crisis and everything I think it was Armageddon 2001 which was in 87 or 88 and the story was only contained in the annuals yeah that's well, so, that's been a while back yeah yeah so you know you had your standalone that kicked off the story and then it's the next issue would be in like action comics annual and then the next one would be in Detective Comics Annual, and then the next one would be in whatever, and it went through 12 of them, then it would, because you could fit it all in a month, and then at the end of it, you'd have your uh, standalone issue that would kind of close up the series, and they used the, they didn't mess up the continuity in the, in the monthly series by doing crossovers and big events and annuals, and I, I kind of like that format. Right. So, 
I miss those days. But let's see. Oh, here's issue two of one, something I am looking forward to coming out is Batman White Knight. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been waiting for this since I first heard about it last year. It's probably the most anticipated, for me, the most anticipated DC book, certainly Batman book in a while, because I love Sean Murphy. He's my, I've said it in other places, my favorite contemporary artist working today in comics. And and he's doing a lot of independent stuff, too, because he was doing stuff for uh, Image. I know he did like Tokyo Ghost and Millar World or Miller World. Yes. Uh, He did Chrononauts for them. And then he did, uh, I think you've talked about Punk Rock Jesus. Punk Rock Jesus. was That was actually printed several years ago. I think it was Vertigo. I was under the Vertigo. Oh, okay. So, so some exciting stuff there. Let's see what else we got. The Bombshell stuff, which I never got into. Looks like some Bug, some Jack Kirby stuff. Uh, Actually, I think either today or yesterday was his birthday. So, happy 100th birthday to the King of Comics. Let's see, Cyborg. Oh, there's some more Hanna-Barbera stuff. <laughs> uh, Deathstroke, which I hear is good. I read the first part of the first few of those and haven't read it. Oh, I'm looking at this cover of Detective Comics 968. A Lonely Place of Living finale. Tim Drake. All right, one of my favorite Robins. And they're... Uh, I guess playing off the classic lonely place of dying. Right. Yeah, that's good. I've, I'm really enjoying Detective Comics. The the arc, the League of Shadows, was to my mind the strongest arc since the reboot, since I re, since Rebirth. I just thought that was really well done. Yeah, I liked it. Um, Night of the Monster Men really didn't impress me. No, but, uh, <laughs> but I do like I do like the team format detective. I re- I really am enjoying that dynamic. Yes. Um, and I guess it's only really working because it's coming out twice a month. Because you have so many characters, I think it'd be hard to be advancing them if it, you know this. It's it's easy to advance the story at two issues a month. Right. Speaking of which, how do you like, you know, to get in DC in general and having two ninety nine books that are printed twice a month? I'm liking it. I am when they first announced it I thought that's a good idea. I like the way they're doing that. And I'm honestly I'm a little bit shocked that they stayed with it. I kinda of thought this was gonna be somewhat of a gimmick, maybe. That they would start out doing that and then a few months in they would go back to once a month and back to three ninety nine, but they haven't they've been stuck with it for over a year now and yeah for those titles it's, just, it's, gotta, be, it's, it's gotta be hard on the artist and the uh, writers well it kind of uh, that's that is the reason at least that he gave that Greg Rucka that's the reason he left Wonder Woman after a year after 25 issues because he just said it was with all the other things he wanted to do it was too much to have to be putting that out and I would think okay. it would be harder on the artist because it, it, it's going to take the artist a lot longer than it's going to take the writer to get the script out But yeah and then plus I think all their covers like that have two covers so I mean and then there's some variants so they're they're printing a lot of books yes doing that alright we go through we've got Doom Patrol I really haven't gotten to any of that 
young animal stuff as much as a fan of I was of that kind of genre um, Flash Future Quest more Hanna-Barbera oh Gotham City Garage that concept just really didn't stick with me no I'm not reading any of that so then we're getting into the Green Lantern stuff and the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. I've always liked the DC Cosmic stuff. I think they've done that pretty well. Uh, I'm only reading one of the books, and if you want to get more in detail on that, you need to go listen to some episodes of Rebirthically about what's going on with the Green Lantern books. <laughs> and didn't... Uh, I think I heard recently that didn't... Isn't uh, Sam Humphreys off, going off the Green Lantern? The Green Lanterns. I heard he was leaving. I may be a, a rumor. That I don't know. I need to follow up on that. I know I heard that somewhere. I don't know whether it's true or not. I probably shouldn't have said yeah. it until I verified it. But. <laughs> All right. And now we're getting into even more Harley Quinn books. You have Harley and Ivy meet Betty and Veronica, which looks like it has some... Um, either Terry Dodson or... I don't know what the covers are, but they usually kind of... I know... Um, oh, I cannot think of his name. Um, Hughes. Hughes usually ends up doing covers for them. Or Palamonte, or a lot of different ones. So, But anyway, uh, DC's definitely milking the Harley Quinn as much as they can. Not surprising. And it's it's... I read something just a few weeks ago. It, the Harley Quinn books are like the number two sellers right behind the Batman and Detective comic books. They're outselling pretty much everything else. So, why not? Kudos to DC. They found a... Yeah, yeah. They can make money off of it. It's like the Deadpool for Marvel. Right. All right. Then we have the Injustice which I've heard is good, but I've never gotten into any of them. I'm not a big video game player, and I guess it's kind of an alternate world kind of scenario. I haven't either. Uh, there's Justice League, which is one of mine. I'll buy, end up buying no matter how bad it gets or how good it gets. I love me Justice League. Uh, not so much Justice League of America. I got when the, After Rebirth, I got like the first six issues, and then I dropped it after that. It just wasn't holding my interest. Not enough attention on Batman? No, that's not it. It's just... I, I don't know. It's, I started getting into things, and I think it was party, partly of just a decision. I can't buy everything, so mm -hmm. there's other things I wanted more, so I just dropped it. Not that I wasn't really enjoying it, so... But. Well, okay, and then... Uh, let's see, there, there's the Kamadi chant. Kamandi Challenge, which was an interesting concept, again, celebrating Kirby's centennial birthday. Uh, I didn't get into that. There's some Looney Tunes. Ah, Mr. Miracle. First issue of that just came out, and it was really good. So I've been getting that series and enjoying it. Well, I've only, there's only one issue, so. I have not read that either, so. Uh, new Superman still coming out. I'm kind of surprised on that. That was one I was always intrigued about how well it was going to be received apparently it's good enough to keep publishing yeah and ooh this catches my attention the new talent showcase the latest graduates from the DC talent development workshops 
show off their skills and story starring some of DC's greatest characters. So it sounds like uh, newcomers. They have up-and-coming writers, maybe artists, writing some short stories into an anthology and putting it out there to kind of show people. So maybe some uh, first DC work or first comic work for somebody that's going to be famous in a few years. Possibly. Very possibly. All right. Then an entire row of Nightwing. I tell you, I don't get Nightwing, but last week I did pick up Nightwing The New Order, which was pretty interesting. That was another one. When Rebirth came out, I was pretty much getting most of the titles for about the first three months. And then I just decided ones that I couldn't get. I just wasn't, they weren't engaging me enough or there was other things I wanted to get. So that was another one I started, I dropped after six or seven Uh, issues. But I was enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I see Red Hood and Outlaws. I've heard that's pretty good. I think that's a play on the, the DC Trinity. It's kind of a more of a, oh, I don't know, bad, bad boy, bad girl, bad bizarro formation of (laughs) Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Uh, Looks like there's more Hanna-Barbera stuff. Uh, Scooby Apocalypse. As much as I enjoyed Scooby-Doo growing up, I'm I'm not reading a comic on it. I don't care how good it is. I'm not reading anything that's got Scooby-Doo in the title. I'm just not. Uh, there's Suicide Squad playing off the movie. Oh, and there's one of my favorite titles currently coming out, Super Sons. I haven't read it yet. I've heard good things about it, but I want to I want to pick uh, it up, but I haven't. That is a very enjoyable book. Uh, Superman, that's one of the better books that's come out of this rebirth. Yes. Um, that's, that is so good. That, a even, and a... that one's so good that it even got Martin interested in. He, does, he traditionally did not like Superman or read much at all, but... He's been singing the praises of it. Yep. Um, now, let's see. There's Superwoman. Uh, there's Teen Titans. I'm doing that because it's got Damien, and I was hoping to get eventually uh, Superboy in there, but that's it's actually been entertaining itself. I'm, I'm a big fan of Damien. I love Damien Wayne. He's one of the best characters um, that they've come up with. Ever, ever, going all the way back to pre-52, when they first introduced him in Batman and Son, and uh, I just really loved him. I absolutely loved back when, uh, not this last time, one of the previous times they quote unquote killed Bruce Wayne, uh, pre 52. That was Batman R.I.P. And then that was when uh, uh, Dick Grayson came on as Batman for about a year. They wrote stories. And that first. The series of Batman and Robin. It was written by Grant Morrison. One of the best <laughs> best series I've ever read. And it sent him all those floppies to our friend Paul because I knew he would enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, so Teen Titans is good. Then there's Titans, which you kind of want to be like the the run of the characters back from the 80s with Fulfman and Perez, but it's not quite so... Uh, tr- Trinity, which has kind of trailed off. Ooh, Wildstorm. The reboot of the Wildstorm universe, Jim Lee and everything like that. That's actually been pretty interesting. I've got, I've enjoyed I've it. I've got all of them. I haven't read them yet. And it looks like we're finishing up with Wonder Woman, which I enjoyed the Rucka run. The Rucka run was pretty good. I did too. 
I'm still trying to figure out this the 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 new writer whether or not I like him or not. I his version. I stopped after Rucka. I just decided I didn't want to try to continue with it because I didn't. I knew I'd be probably be disappointed, and that's not fair to whoever the writer is. But I just knew I like Rucka so much. I was like, no, I'm just not gonna. I'm probably not gonna enjoy whoever it is as well. So. And we finish up with the obligatory crossover of Wonder Woman Conan. Or Conan. Right. And I have no idea what what Wonder Woman and a talk show host have in common for the comic book. <laughs> All right. So that's DC. Okay, next. IDW. All right, this is more independent now. They do a lot more licensing and such. So um, I see the TMNT. They do quite a bit of that in that successful forum. I see issue one of the, something called The Sword of Ages coming out. Interesting. I'm not familiar with that. I'm not either. It looks like it might be... Oh, Gabriel Rodriguez. Lock and Key co-creator. That's not... The, the other co-creator is Stephen King's son, correct? I think so. All right. Then you got, oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossing over with Ghostbusters. Oh, and then you've got the G.I. Joe, Jim and the Holograms, TMTNT Gone Going. Uh, Clue. Like a lot of, there's some Donald and Mickey, so you get some of the Disney stuff, DuckTales. Goosebumps. Infinite Loop. Nothing but the truth. That's an interesting title. I may have to check that out. Judge Dredd. Kid Lobotomy. My Little Ponies. <laughs> yeah, oh, My Little Pony. Yeah, first thing I'm interested in. Not really, no, sir. Alright, then you're getting some of your Transformer stuff, Powerpuff Girls, ROM. I'm a big fan of Samurai Jack, but this is Samurai Jack Quantum Jack, so it's not my Samurai Jack. So, oh, and your various Star Trek titles. Right. Which I've always enjoyed Star Trek in, in comics. I've just, I can't get everything, and so that just it hasn't made my cut on that. Right. I'm kind of the same way. It's like there's nothing under this under this catalog of IDW that moves my needle at all. Yeah, I was a big X-Files fan, but the comics versions just don't work, so... Uh, doesn't look like there's too much under IDW. All right, Image Comics. This is where they always have a... You always have a wide variety, variety of stuff they sling at the wall and see what sticks. Yep. So what's catching your eye here in Image? Uh... One of the first ones. Hang on a second. I gotta refresh my screen here. Gosh. First one, just from the title, that gets me is uh, number one with a bullet. And it's uh, Jacob Simon, which I don't know anything about. But the write-up on it is a sublime piece of futurism that is both entertaining and absurdly, in its absurdity and terrifying in its predictions. 
A quote from Clive Parker. Yes. So that's looks intriguing from that aspect. Well, it looks like it's a social media play and something about contact lenses. So, oh, so it's kind of like a, a uh, near future. What if like Google glasses or, you know, your or, uh, Snapchat specs? What if they were made into contact form right. and they could transmit and receive? So you can see stuff through the contacts, but it's also transmitting your life. Oh, and as always, there's a leaked sex tape. So that's what usually <laughs> happens with social media. Yes, uh, gotta have the obligatory sex tape. Well, is it really a tape if it's up to, uploaded to the cloud? Well, that's true. I think that's just sort of a generic term. All right. Um... Uh, other things that are kind of ongoing and are not really new. Redneck is continuing to uh, go and that's Donnie Cates which is a creator that's getting a lot of starting to get a lot of press because he just signed that big deal with Marvel to write two of their titles. Uh, yep, I've I've read that. It's an interesting series. I kind of liked it. Uh, we're going to see after the first arc whether or not I keep up with it. I see one that strikes my attention. Port of Earth number one. I saw that one too. Yeah, that looks interesting. What if? Imagine if aliens came to Earth not in a war or peace, but with a business deal. <laughs> interesting premise. Certainly unusual. Yeah, I might pick that one up. I I like sci-fi. I'm a big sci-fi guy. And, As am I. And it's a gritty sci-fi action thriller. And it's a different take on. I guess it's not an alien invasion or benevolent aliens. They're just here to do business. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm taking time looking at the number one. So there's a void trip. Um, nope, not me. There are the last two humans left alive in the galaxy. They're low on fuel, they're low on food, and they're low on psychedelic space fruit. <laughs> And they're still determined to make it to the promised land, hippie paradise, super planet, euphoria. Nope. No interest there. Damn, I wish I could get some of that psychedelic space fruit. Uh, Black Science. I'm really enjoying that uh, series by Remender. Not read that one. After 33 issues, it's, it's done a few twists and turns. I am quite enjoying Black Science. Oh, what else? There's the Cinder. I've heard good things about it. The Cinder's very good. It really is good. I'm not getting issue individual issues on that. I'm waiting for trades to come out for that. But it's it's just typical Amir. It's very good. And especially if you like science fiction, that's a really good title. All right. Let's see. God complex. I'm I'm a big fan of reading stuff that kind of de delves into religion and the motivations and everything behind it. So the title God complex kind of draws my attention. It's issue two, so I must not have heard about issue one. I've heard of it. I just it's like one of the not one that kind of 
caught my attention well enough to try it. Try it, at least not now. Uh, there's your Kirkman Invincible. I think it's winding down. That is, is that issue 142? And I think it's got movie or TV um, options going, so it's got a lot of buzz well, on I'm that. I'm sure Kirkman can get anything he wants option for... Yeah, kind of like Miller. Yeah. Uh, Kill the Minotaur. Another thing I I'm really draws my interest on stuff is uh, myths and legends, or retellings of those. I I really enjoyed the well, it's not a myth. Well, it is a myth or legend, but it's more religious with the uh, the, the God Damned, which tells about Cain before the the flood. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Kill the Minotaur. That's you know one of the based on one of the ancient Greek legends. So I've read the first two issues of that. I, you know, that's kind of topics that I enjoy also. I like to think comics are kind of like our modern mythology, our modern myths, our modern storytelling, and so I'm interested in how they take. I think that's absolutely uh, true. How they take old myths and convert them into the comic format. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, it is. I think our modern mythology are trying to way of explaining our place in the universe uh, so there's Kingsman which I guess is playing off the movie probably I see Redlands 4 I got the first issue of Redlands and it's interesting we'll, we'll see where it goes I don't quite know what's going on but I guess that's how it should be with an issue number one probably yeah Royal City is continuing. That's a very that's going to be, I think. I'm anticipating that's going to be years from now one of the one of Lemire's writings that people are going to look back and say that was really really good. And I'm not hearing a lot of talk about it right now. I've read it. I mean, I like it and enjoy it. So, what makes you think it's kind of what what makes it stand out in your opinion? Why is it such good writing? Is it the subject matter? It's the voices of the characters. Yeah, just, I think it's, well, Lemire's brilliant on characterization anyway. I mean, absolutely brilliant. And I think this one's going to, he has said in interviews that he intends this to be something that goes on for years. He alluded to that being inspired by the Hernandez brothers on Love and Rockets. And he even said so much as he wanted this to be kind of his Love and Rockets which just goes on for years and tells this ongoing story, just building as these characters move along, age, develop. So he's got plans for this for years, and I think that's probably maybe what I meant, is I'm hoping that this catches on and that allows him to do that, because I think over a period of a couple of years, it's going to start kind of snowballing, I'm hoping, and people will really get into this series okay let's see Savage Dragon uh, I remember when that first came out back in the early 90s still going uh, there's Spawn ooh Spy Seal I heard interesting things on Spy Seal I think issue one just came out a week or two ago so if I see it on the stands I may actually pick it up I started to get it the other when it first came out and I didn't for a couple of reasons I think Ronnie our friend Ronnie Barron got it, and he didn't care for it, or didn't think it was going to be for him. But I've heard good, I've heard some good reviews and press on it. So it's 
trying to think of the analogy people came up with for it, but it's if you like anthropomorphic animals <laughs> that are detectives and that kind of th- thing, then you, you might like it. Ooh, is it black and white? I don't think so, no. Ah. Uh, Stray Bullets. I think I remember that originally came out way, way, way back. I think it's... And then it's kind of moved over to Image. But I've never read any of them. Just heard good things about it. Uh, And then it gets to, like, Wicked and Divine, and we're kind of finishing up with Image. Yes. All right. Now we're going to move into Marvel, and I'm afraid Marvel's not going to get too much love from me. (laughs) Nor I. And just, but but we'll try to be fair. Well, I don't have anything, you know. It's like it, I don't have any animosity. I'm not one of these. Oh, I'm a DC guy, so screw you, Marvel. I just I've read some of the Marvels, and it's a lot. In a lot of ways, it doesn't. It doesn't appeal to me. And I've always, and I have, yes, traditionally read more DC than Marvel, so I'm more grounded in the the multiverse and what's going on, but. Well, I find that I enjoy Marvel more from the, the what they were doing in the 60s and the 70s. I enjoy that Marvel. The, that DC, the DC from that era I don't care much, too much for. Uh, the 80s is when it kind of switched for me on that, but I was, reading, I was reading a lot of Marvel in the late 80s, early 90s also. Right. But it looks like, looking at some of these numbers, this is when their renumbering has started, because I see Captain America 695. I see Moon Knight 188. Doctor Strange 381. So maybe they've gotten off to their number one kick and just kind of got everything back going. Well, I and this is this is where I have to plead ignorance because I'm not real sure what they're doing with their legacy, Marvel legacy. I know it's kind of a what little I read about it. It seems similar to what DC did with Rebirth. They're trying to get back to some traditional type characters. But I really don't know anything else other than that. I would have to defer to Ronnie or Jack Sutherland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I may check out the Moon Knight. I'm a big Moon Knight fan from back in the day. Maybe not so much the new stuff. Of course, the new stuff was Lemire. I like the Lemire run on Moon Knight. I've got that. And I got and I like the uh, run they did of Black Widow that just recently finished uh, with Mark Wade on that. So let's see. So uh, I see uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Mm. Check, please. Yeah. Old Man Logan, which is just older Wolverine. Uh, I think we're going to get a lot of uh, Spider-Man. Ooh, there's Punisher. I actually heard that Garth Ennis was going to come back and write something with Punisher. Oh, and I just clicked on this image of Punisher, and it looks like he's wearing the War Machine armor, so he's been powered up by uh, Tony Stark. Interesting. Uh, that's an interesting concept. I mean, I actually picked that up, and it's actually a nice-looking cover. Oh, it's a Clayton Crane cover. Oh, that's nice. Very nice. But that actually intrigues me. What would War Machine, What would the Punisher do with like advanced uh, uh, weaponry, like Iron Man, with War Machine on it? I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to pick that up. I'll try that out. 
looks like Silver Sable and the Wild Pack are trying to do a Storinko throwback on that cover. Interesting. Oh, I love those Storinko, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. covers from back in the day. Yes, I've just got... Paul sent me a lot of old X-Men stuff here recently, and I've got to start reading... Because I've never really been into the X-Men, but I've been told I'm oh. not reading the right X-Men, so... Uh, probably you need to read issue 94 through 300-something. Okay. Gosh, I'll, I'll <laughs> knock that out this weekend. There you go. So there's uh, there's Astonishing X-Men. There's some Avengers, uh, Black Panther, Cable, which I wonder how much they're throwing into that given that he's going to be appearing in a new Cable movie, I mean a new Deadpool movie and Josh Brolin's uh, portraying him. So that may be... That book may be getting some attention and some love into it. Uh, then the Deadpool stuff. And then Defenders. More Deadpool. Uh, Generation X. So some X-Men love. Guardian of the Galaxies. The Cosmic. So there's some Thanos. So they're building him up for the uh, Avengers 3 coming out here soon. Right. Uh, Hawkeye, Iceman, Incredible Hulk. So now... Ooh, Return to Planet Hulk with the Incredible Hulk. Now I got the the Planet Hulk run. That was that was a good good run when the Planet Hulk. And so I guess they're taking Amadeus Cho to revisit that Sakar. Interesting. That may suck me in. I will say there's two things I'm waiting for on Marvel that'll try to get me back into reading more Marvel are when Donny Cates comes on. He's writing. He's going to be writing Thanos and Doctor Doom, no Doctor Strange. Excuse me. Okay. Oh, that might be the one. That might be the Doctor Strange that's starting up there. What's that? Let us see. Donny Cates. Yes. Loki. Supreme Sorcerer Supreme Part One. Yeah, I am such a Donny Cates fan. I'm going to try those out. Well, there you go. So that that, I don't know if that's the first issue he's doing, but it's the first issue of that arc. Right. I think right, inked, so I'm in. I, I ju he just inked the deal not too long ago, or a month ago, six weeks, something like that. All right, so I see Moon Knight again, so it must be coming out twice that month. And Old Man Logan again, and Punisher. Oh, Punisher Platoon, that's the Garth Ennis one. So it's a six-issue miniseries. This is issue three. It comes out in shops November. So it starts in September issue one. So if you haven't read any Garth Ennis Punisher, you should treat yourself and read some Garth Ennis Punisher. Garth Ennis Punisher. I'll go back and do that. I should be reading some, especially some older Marvel stuff, because I'm I'm paying for Marvel Unlimited, so I could get all a whole lot of stuff, you know, digital. So I should be reading more than I am, but. Uh... Uh, let's see. Then we're getting into their Spider Gwen, which is one of their characters they created, and they're just overexposing properly. Spirits of Vengeance. I remember reading that in the early '90s when it came out. So it looks like they're bringing that back. Oh, and then the Star Wars titles. I'm actually in, I get the Star Wars issues, and I'm actually enjoying them. I think they've done those pretty good. And then there's your Thanos with Donny Cates. Yeah, definitely I'm going to try those two out. 
box there. That's really all the Marvel. And the last two titles, Zombies, Zombies, I'm out. <laughs> I'm tired of Zombies. And I guess that kind of finishes off the Marvel. Looks like there's some good stuff coming out for Marvel, though. Yeah, I think they're... Actually, I'm looking forward to those two Donny Kate titles, and I think they've got some other things that are in the works that look intriguing. Alright. Uh, now, with those done, I think we're going to fall under the everything, all the rest. Right. So... Oh, brilliant trash. It's an Aftershock comic. I've been kind of been all in on the Aftershock comic, so they've been putting out some good stuff, so I'm probably going to get brilliant trash. Yes, because that's the Tim Seeley book. He's, he's, among other things, he's writing Nightwing right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, that looks interesting. I think I'll try that. Um, from Boom, Fence has caught my attention. I actually took fencing in college, and... It's 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 kind of interesting. I don't know how you could write a comic book about it. I don't either. There's a one. Nice. There's a one shot coming out. James Bond Solstice One, or James Bond Solstice. Nice. I'm really liking what Dynamite's doing with James Bond. They've got several t small. They've done some mini series, some ongoing, a couple of one shots, and they've all been really well done. The first series was written by Warren Ellis, and it, it was particularly enjoyable. But I'm I'm really liking what they're doing with that. Yeah, I think I've got a trade paperback of one of those series that I've got sitting in my queue to read. I'm going to probably read it next week because you've been raving about it. <laughs> I'm good. And trying it out. And now I'll watch you probably won't like it after all. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Okay, Boundless Comics, Jungle Fantasy. We'll just skip on by that. You know, I'm not a big fan of crossovers, but I will say, King Kong on the Planet of the Apes does <laughs> stir up my curiosity. Uh, that makes one of us. <laughs> I love Planet of the Apes, uh, but that just doesn't... Yeah, that's not... Um... Okay. Oh, next up, I think you've been enjoying these. These are the 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 girl who handcuffed Houdini from Hard Case Crime. Well, that's a new one, but yeah, I'm I'm really liking the Hard Case Crime. Uh, I have yet I've got some of them, but I haven't read them yet. So, what are you liking about the Hard Case Crime? Uh, they're from well, they're, these are under Titan Comics now, which I recently learned that Hard Case Crime was another imprint or another publisher. And Titan Comics, which is actually a British company, has gotten a license for it. And they're reprinting some, but I think they're also doing new comics as well. They're very edgy, if you, especially if you like crime, crime noir. If you were a big fan of, say, 100 Bullets that Vertigo did a number of years ago, Oh yeah, I I loved 100, 100 Some books. of these are very much in the same vein. Uh, you've got a couple that I just put in the mail actually yesterday to use the the Normandy Gold, which you've been wanting. But uh, they're just I don't know I I like crime comics and these are really well done. Uh, 
and Ooh, I see below that Quarry's War also from Hard Case Crime. Yes. So you got two new number ones starting. Yes, I'm very. They're one of the publishers that that I'm most intrigued by right now. That's what they're doing. So you're just gonna you're gonna get number one issues, just whatever they put out, yep. sight unseen. Yep. I'm gonna tell them to put them on my list just to, to read them. I mean, I mean, I get past the first issue, but at least I'm gonna get number ones to try them because I've not been disappointed with anything yet. Okay, and then I see uh, Ninja K as we've repronounced Ninjak from Valiant. I'm looking forward to this one. I've personally, I've kind of cooled off a little bit on Valiant in recent months. And I think not so much that it's not what Valiant's doing or not doing. It just I've been focusing on so many other things, especially as we've been developing this podcast and I'm reading more indie stuff. It's just mm-hmm. sort of like some of the Valiant stuff has fallen to the wayside. But this looks interesting. I've always liked Colin. Um, just he's he gets a lot of uh, comparisons to Bruce Wayne in Batman because he is kind of that same character you know he's doesn't have a lot of real superpowers you know wealthy orphan kind of a brooding character I just I've always he's always been one of my favorite Valiant yeah speaking of which I think you know there's Corey's War but after that comes The Shadow and Batman Yes. So, as per crossovers, I think uh, both companies get a six-issue miniseries, and I think the the DC version of Batman Shadow is finishing up, and now this is the dynamic, or Dynamite Entertainment's Shadow Batman. Right. Have you read any of those? Yes, it's, I've read it going into, and I went into it thinking I'm not going to like it, and I have. I've enjoyed it. All right. Well, I see on there's one of the covers for issue two. They've got uh, Damian Robin there. So I was under the impression it was just Batman in the shadow. So in in what you've read of it, has there been other characters in there? Or has it just been the two of them? Just the two of them so far. Okay. Well, that's interesting that Dynamite gets to use the Batman and Robin. Yes. All right. So let's see. Uh, Catalyst Prime Kino starts in October. Ooh, I see that. The next. I'm in just join the Catalyst Prime stuff. Oh yeah. And as we've mentioned before, all the catal- all the the parts of Lion Forge's superhero universe are going to be under C under Catalyst Prime. They're they're prefacing everything with that. Right. So hopefully that'll you know you're local comic shop will put them all under one place not like mine they they don't do it that way the kino will be put under the k's with everything else all right chasing hitler okay so this looks like an alternative or uh, some telling of history which i might look into i saw that and i thought yeah dennis would probably like this given your liking of alternative history i don't know if i'll try it or not just based on just sheer volume of other stuff yeah, I mean, I'm a, I I love history and I love World War Two. You know, just the history and everything that went around with that. Um, Doppelganger number one, that's going to be the newest uh, offering from Alterna. And this is part of their. Oh, this lower, is the dollar fifty yeah, newsprint. Right, the lower price books. newsprint books that looks really good. 
What am I have to see about getting that? I've heard interesting things on the Alterna stuff, and but I've yet to be able to find any in the wild in my various going into comic shops. So they are not they're they're getting a lot of press and they're selling out pretty well. Hmm. Um, and got put a little bit of a tease out there. We may be having uh, the guy who founded uh, Alterna, Pete Sametti. He may be joining us as a guest here in the next few weeks. So. Oh, right. Well, looking forward to that. Looking, and always looking to talk to somebody on the business side of comics. Yes. Well, plus he's, he's created, he writes one of the popular books out there called The Chair that I recommend. He's the creator on that. But I'm, I'm liking... I'm buying all this alternative stuff, even if it's books that I don't particularly like, just because I'm so supportive of what they're doing with this dollar fifty, kind of rolling back the price and printing it on newsprints, which I support anybody who's trying to keep comics from going up and actually lowering their price. <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh... George Perez siring, Siren's hardcover. So there's a hardcover of something George Perez did. So that, you know, sometimes my creators and artists from from that influenced me in my youth will draw my attention to them. So that's a hardcover, so that's not an ongoing. Uh, Gumby. Hmm. <laughs> as much as I grew up with it, I don't think I'm going to um, get it. I'm putting that under the same category as Scooby-Doo. It's like, All right. I'm not reading it. Well, it looks like we're in the hardcovers, and there's some mix of... There's a long loss from Scout Comics. Stranger Things meets Ghost World in Long Lost. Interesting. I might look at that, because... No. Well, you might, but on the next row is, like, one of the, if not the best comic being published right now. Motor Girl Motor Girl, 10. yes. That's to be the last one. Last of the series. That'll be a sad day. Yes, Motor Girl has been so good. And one of our mutual friends, Aaron Bell, hates it. And I'm sorry, Aaron, you're just wrong. You're wrong on this one. Well, <laughs> you can't hate anything you haven't read. But, well, he had, he's managed to, or tried to at least, but. Um, yeah. Well, we all, we got to be wrong in some, in some things. Yep. But. No, uh, that long lost. I'll look because I'm kind of liking Scout Comics, um, what they put out. So, but yeah, that's that's that'll be it'll be sad to see that Motor Girl go. But that just means he'll Terry Moore will get on to something else, which I think. Yeah, I think he was going to revisit Strangers in Paradise or Rachel Rising. That's what he. I think it was Strangers in Paradise. I think it's Strangers in Paradise from what I heard. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I see Mulp. Scepter of the Sun. That seems like a fantasy, a pulp adventure set in a world of mice. Okay, I, I really, I really loved uh, Mouse Guard, uh, and I really liked uh, the Mice Templar. So there's something about mice in a fantasy setting that I kind of like. So this is they're up to issue four on this. So I may have to like see if I can track it down. Of course, it's six ninety nine. Hmm. For issue four of five. I'm wondering if it's that what's your what's your what's your what's your tipping point for single issues if it's not a trade paperback or uh, or something? It, I kind of take it on a case by case basis. Sometimes, like for a number one, if it's four ninety nine, I'll go ahead and pay it. I'm not going. There's a series out. 
and I'm not even going to remember, I can't even remember the publisher. Um, there's a series out right now, an independent series that I was very interested in reading, but it's $4.99 every issue. And I'm like, I'm not paying it. I'm not paying that for that. Um, so, if, like for, if it's a one-off, like the first issue or an expanded issue, I'll pay $4.99. And that harkens back to a couple of those hard case books that we we're talking about. A couple of those issues are at $5.99, but they're 62 pages long of content. And that's almost three comics, you know, traditional, standard comics, like 22, 23 pages. So this is two and a half times that. I don't mind paying that if I'm going to get that much content. Um, but uh, I have said, <laughs> and I'm, I guess I'm going on official record right now, that if comics, if comics go to $4.99 for, and that's the standard price on floppies, I'm done. I will either wait for trades or I'll find some other avenue for getting my comics. You'll go digital. I'll go dig. Well, problem is a lot of digitals they charge the same price. Um, so how can a digital comic be the same price as a physical comic? Uh, that's boy, that is a long conversation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, probably part of it has to do with I think they're scared. To try to, that they're going to undermine the, the local comic shops, the, the sell physical copies. Because if they start selling cheaper, I think there's people are going to try to, some of the LCS owners are going to try to freak. I don't think they have anything to worry about because I don't think the digitals are going to, at least in the short term, take away that much of the market. Well, at that point, you're going to divide up the comic readers from the comic collectors. Well, that's yeah. I mean, and that's that's part of it. And we, so, which is the which is the bigger part of comics sold for collectors or for readers? I have no idea. I could not tell you. Based on what I'm, and a lot of what I'm seeing, and I, we kind of talked about this in the last episode with publishers, especially like Vault and some of these others that are producing these high quality books, you know with nice cardstock covers that that seems like okay they're they're doing this either for the collector so they have nice you know something that's going to get a high uh, rating grade on it or they're just saying all right if you're going to pay 3.99 for comic then we're going to give you something that's higher quality i don't know what i really don't know the answer to that um, I just know I'm not a collector as far as speculative, speculative you know I've got a large collection I keep a lot of stuff but I'm not in it to try to get some things that I'm going to sell later and hopefully turn a profit that's just not my interest yeah alright so moving on uh, I see Riverdale from Archie Comics photo covers trying to you know, gain some Readers from the TV show. Oh, a lot of trade paperbacks coming out. Forty ninth key trade paperback from Heavy Metal Magazine. Heavy Metal Magazine. God, that was something. I think I, 
I've read one or two issues way back in the past or something. That wasn't something I was really big into. But there's a lot of there's a lot of independent comics that came out of heavy metal. Right. Yeah, it was so it was really influential. It was not something I was all that much into either, but it did spawn a lot of other things. Not a lot of other things. Well, you're kind of in the boom kid stuff. I see Adventure Time. Uh, oh, you know what? There's After Eden from Red 5 Comics. I got the first issue of that, and I need to go try to find some more of it. That's actually interesting. Not familiar with that. Well, it's it's again falls into my it, my religion thing, so it's talking. It's a story about Adam and Eve immediately after they've been thrown out of the Garden of Eden. Uh, I guess my only problem with it is they're talking like in modern times, so they're talking like a married couple that's just mad at each other, really. And Adam's trying to sneak. Adam blames Eve for getting them kicked out, and he's trying to sneak back into Eden. And you've got these demons that are trying to kill him, and you got these angels that are trying to protect him. And it's kind of humorous, but serious. Right. And I guess it's like the last thing. It's like they are Adam and Eve, and the fate of the human race not only depends on them surviving but falling in love again. So basically, they're estranged. And I guess the story is, you know, well, if if you had these events happen. And they hit each other, but they're the only two people on Earth, and they got to pr propagate the human species. Then what's the story of how they get back together to have Cain and Abel? I don't know. It's interesting. It's a good premise. I may come up with something good on that. So I got the first issue. It was it was kind of interesting, and I, I need to go try to find the the rest of them and, and read it because it, it drew me in. I think it's it's actually highly entertaining. Um, and now I'm seeing stuff that I usually, I guess, in previews they don't have the covers for, so they kind of don't draw me in. So maybe I ought to start going through the uh, digital online version of previews. <laughs> it's amazing. I see Animosity, Animosity Evolution Two. Another aftershock. Oh, it's a new series, so it seems like the Animosity universe is is opening up. So you got the Animosity regular series, Animosity: The Rise, and now you got Animosity Evolution. Right, and I'm not. I've not been following that one as much. I did it first, and then I kind of moved away from it. And I know that's going to shock some people. <laughs> Animosity is is back. interesting. It's a new. It's a, very interesting and it's one of my favorite writers Marguerite Bennett I love what she's doing in some of her work alright now we're into Archie with no interest there sorry Archie although this is definitely I used to read Archie as a very young kid and this is not as they this, say, is this is not your Archie this is not yeah this is not that your dad's Archie <laughs> this is pretty edgy stuff from what I understand but it's just it's not something uh, Oh, an interesting story from last week. I was in an LCS going through some boxes they haven't sorted through yet. And in, in the midst of, and I was flipping through the, you know, I flipped through everything. So I was flipping through the Archies because you never know what somebody slit, slipped in there. And I came upon a, 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 a comic series titled Cherry Pop-Tart that was drawn like <laughs> Archie. But the interior was definitely not Archie. <laughs> I, I would have bought that if I were you just to have it just for... Uh, that does not need to be in my PC, yeah, my I, personal collection. Okay, I understand that. 
I frequently show it to uh, my go to it with my nieces and nephews and such, so it does not need to be in there. <laughs> and for listeners that want to know, just just go uh, duck duck go cherry pop tart comic and see what it's about, but not at but not at work. Yeah, this the title alone should not clue you in as to what. The comic. But it's drawn like Archie. Well, yeah. Um... No comment. <laughs> we'll just move on. Move on. <laughs> All right. Then you got your various Ash versus Army of the Darkness. Uh, you know, I've never seen that movie. I'm not either. So it's zombies. So there you go. Uh, there's Baby Teeth on there, which uh, that must be the demon raccoon I've heard talk about. Yeah, that's the Donny Cates sort of woman... Has given birth to the Antichrist. Antichrist, yes. So I am reading it. It's kind of interesting. Uh, and there's Betty Page, uh, Dynamite. Another thing. The only thing that's intriguing to me about Betty Page is she's got some uh, J. Michael Lins or or some Lindsner covers, and I'm a big fan of Lindsner and his art, especially back from the days when he was doing Dawn. The covers are about the only thing of this that interests me, and that. Harkens yeah. back to my old, age-old interest in pinup art, and Betty Page, of course, was one of the, you know, certainly of the '50s and early '60s, some of the queen of pinup. Uh, yeah, and it looks like uh, they have some pinup photo covers. Yes, they do. So, but that, other than that, other than the covers and the art, that's that really doesn't have much of an interest to me. Uh, there's big trouble in Little China. And it's amazing how they can take movies and make comic series uh, based on those. Uh, Black Eyed Kids, which is actually a pretty decent read. I don't think I love it as much as some of the others, but it's it's a good it's a good entertaining read. Another aftershock title. Right. Oh, Xenoscope. But Xenoscope's doing Black Sable. Oh, that's it says Black Sable, which is not what. I remember. I was thinking like John Sable, but Black Sable is not John Sable. No. Yeah, I don't. Xenoscope uh, is I want Xenoscope is the one I pass by. Yep. Hey, Bloodshot Salvation, with some awesome covers. We'll see. We'll see what Valiant does with Bloodshot in this next in this next installment. Right. And more Catalyst Prime. With Excel, Astonisher, Incidentals, and Noble, which will be coming back for a second arc. They finished. Uh, uh, Catalyst Prime yeah, will be really going by the end of the year. They're going to have seven titles in Catalyst. Yeah, I, and I find it interesting how they're doing. You know, they're going to do four issues. That's volume one. Then they start over with issue one, volume two. And they'll probably issue volume three, issue one. So all their arcs are going to be separate volumes. Right. And, and I'm trying to determine how I feel about that because it just seems of a fancy way of just keep churning out number one issues. I don't know. I don't feel, and I may be biased on this, that doesn't seem to bother me as much as it does with other publishers for like what Marvel or some, or DC would do if they were doing it, something like that. Um, there you go. Because they're, I mean, they are calling it volume. They are putting that on there so that it is distinct that this is not, you know, like a reboot or a restart. But it's it's definitely a 
a different way of doing it. So it doesn't seem to bother me. Okay, does Cave Woman Pool Party have any interest for you? Uh, no, we're going to skip that. Okay. Darn. Okay, I may have to get that one. Just, uh, we will skip that. Just to be cantankerous. There's Centipede. Uh, that brings back my Atari 2600 nostalgia days, but not enough to, to buy that. All right, I can't read that. That's just because that reminds me too much of that movie from a few years ago, The Human Centipede. Uh, yeah. If you ever see that? And then there. If you ever get a chance nope. to see that? Don't, 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 don't watch it. <laughs> don't watch it. Uh, Cinema Purgatorio. That's a uh, Alan Moore with Avatar Press. I usually get his stuff, but I, I'm not getting that. I don't know why. I'm not a big Cthulhu kind of horror kind of guy. That one doesn't interest me either. All right, peanuts. Hardcovers. Ooh, I see Dark Arc. That's another Aftershock that I'm very interested in getting. That's Cullen Bun. Right. Yeah, that one, I may give that one a try to. I'll have to see. Oh, there's Dead of Winter Four. How much did you? How did? How much did you like Dead of? Did you get Dead of Winter One? I got it. I'm intrigued enough to get number two. Even though I've, it's like one of the only zombie things that I've I've kind of really enjoyed. Well, same here. I did not go into that thinking it'd be any good because I'm so just it's just so overdone zombies right now it just I feel saturated with that I liked so I'm gonna keep going at least for another couple of issues on it yeah that dog really hates zombies he does <laughs> <laughs> all right skip down all about 30 titles of Doctor Who so whichever number doctor you like there is a series for okay. you. Well, a couple things before we get down there. Oh, okay. A series that I'm going to try. It's from Scout Vault Comics, Deuce of Hearts. This show's number three coming out, but I've I've told my LCS to pull the number one issue for me. Cause I'm going to try that. Cause it, um, Interesting. I, I kind of like what... Uh, some of the things Vault is doing. And this one looked really interesting, so I'm pulling that, so... Yeah, Heathen 5 just came out, and I really enjoyed Heathen from Vault. I haven't read that one. I've been waiting for... I think the trade is either out or coming out, the first trade. I want to get that. Instead of trying to go back and getting all the single issues. And I don't know why this showed up here. I don't know if it's alphabetical, but the... It's Batman and the Signal number one. Dynamic Forces is coming out with their own cover. Uh, yeah, that's the ones they got a cover. It's signed or something, so they put the DF in it, and that's how it gets alphabeticalized yeah. here and under. And it's not part of DC. Right, and it comes with a certificate and everything. I've got... I bought a uh, Dynamic Forces cover of Batman Rebirth number one because I really like the cover. Jay Lee did it. I paid like twenty bucks for it, so I don't know if it'll ever be worth more than that or not. But no, well, you never know. Okay, Holy cow, now we're... forty dollars for that thing. <laughs> I may not like it that much. So. All right, so now we're down to the Doctor Who, and it's really odd because I am one of the most dyed in the wool, maniacal Doctor Who fans. But I've never been into the Doctor Who comics. I've tried to read a couple, and they just don't resonate with me. 
for some reason. Let's see. Now we're getting to more hardcovers. There's the EC hardcovers. Wish there was a way to filter out the hardcovers and just do floppies. There's the Aspen Fathom hardcovers. Game of Thrones comics. Oh, Xenoscope again. Oh, here's some Scout stuff. Graveland. I've got that one. I told my shop to pull the number one on that one as well. Uh, mythical one. giants that lie under the San Andreas Fault. Ooh, that could be interesting. I may have to check that out and see if I can find that. It's not. It hasn't come out yet. The number one hasn't come out yet, but it's coming out soon. Uh, okay. so, but I've Ooh, told them to right before that, I see. Right before that, I see from Boom Grass Kings. Grass Kings. Uh, just amazing absolutely amazing I like the art on it I like the story on it oh and Ghost Money number stuff. four that's another thing that we've we did an issue did an episode on that so I'm liking mm -hmm. that and I'll be getting pretty much anything for the, at least for the near future until they give me a reason not to I'm going to be getting anything Lion Forge put out puts out at least even if it's not a part of the Catalyst Prime imprint? Yeah, because I picked up uh, the first three issues of another foreign comic called Jazz Maynard. I haven't read them yet. But um, that looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's Greatest Adventure from Dynamite. I've been reading that. Eh, it's give or take. There's a lot of obscure characters in it. So I don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing with it, but it's it hits that nostalgia for me. From my, I really love Victorian science fiction. So these are like the airships, and you know the John Carter of Mars was Barsoon, and you know you have the in the Antarctic you have the entrance to the hollow Earth, where you have the inner the Earth that's in the inside the the hollow of the the Earth. And, and all that stuff. So I, I I love the Victorian science fiction. This is trying to pull it together, but it's it's it, they're struggling with it. Right. Interesting. And let's see. There's some more Xenoscope. And the Harbinger Renegade. Zero. That's Harbinger Renegade Zero. Interesting. Quite honestly, I'm out on Harbinger Renegade. I'm not not been intrigued by it, so I doubt I'll keep reading. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, there's Heathen from Vault Comics. I highly recommend Heathen. It's 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 an interesting story. It's interesting art. It's based on Norse mythology. And the one right after that, the second issue just came out today. Heavenly Blues. I really enjoyed the number one of that. Oh, from Scott Scout Comics. Yeah. Really good really good book so I'm See, that one for a while oh there's some Antarctic press I usually don't get much from Antarctic press oh those are satire books so I'll skip those I don't know I may have to get that one I just that title cracks me up how the Trump stole Christmas <laughs> I'm, are you going to get the foil version for nine ninety nine? no I'm not doing that it is four ninety nine too, but I, I'm 
I might have to get it just because I love that the title. It cracks me up. <laughs> it just cracks me up. Oh, see, there's another one from Scout Comics. Infernoct. Infernoct. I've got told him to pull that one for me for number one. Wow, Dude. you're you're just breaking out the wallet for Scout. I'm at least I'm gonna. I've liked a couple of things I've read, so um, I'm at least gonna get the first issues. I haven't put them on my permanent pull list, but. Uh-huh. All right, then we got some Oni Press stuff that looks like some kid cartoon or something licenses. And there's some James Bond collected editions. Right. Kill Chain. And then there's that there's that jazz Maynard that I was telling you about from Magnetic Press, but that's it's Lions yeah, Forge. I guess Magnetic right. Press is the is the imprint. Right. Uh, ooh, I'm actually reading. There's the Second Prince of the Dark Crystal, Power of the Dark Crystal. I'm actually reading that, enjoying that, getting my uh, Jim Henson fix. Interesting. I really loved that movie when I was growing up, and the uh, the comic series is actually is pretty good. Not something I'm reading. What about John Wick? Are you following that at all? No, I'm not. I haven't either. I like the movies, but I I just haven't had much success with movies turned into comic series. Yeah, that was not... also hasn't moved the needle for me. All right, and now we're into the boundless comics that we'll just skip by because yes. they cannot show those. Nope. <laughs> yes. Image coming soon. No, it's not. Not in... No, no, it's not. Yeah. That's... Knights of the Dinner Table. I've heard about that all the time growing up, and never, never got an issue of it. That's a, that's a pretty popular independent self-published title. Not familiar with it. Oh, okay. And there's your Lady Death, your bad girl that kind of made it out of the '90s intact. I don't understand this. There was a bunch of boundless comics, and then there was some other. And now there's more boundless comics following that. I don't know why that. <laughs> they gotta sneak them in. <laughs> the ordering, yes. Uh, trying to see what else is next. Uh, I've heard of Seven Seas Entertainment, but I don't think they. they it looks like it's more manga, so. Not my kind of thing. There's Lumberjanes from Boom. I've heard good things about it, but never read any of it. I've heard good things, but not enough to really... It hasn't really generated enough interest for me to try it. There's a bunch of Michael Turner stuff. Collected editions. There's another vault coming out called Reactor. Oh, who's that by? Um... I'm trying to remember. See if they can tell me. That's another Donny Cates. Oh my gosh, gonna get that. Oh yeah, I'll be getting that's that one. who it is. I'll be getting that one.
Pestilence from Aftershock Comic Six. I really enjoyed Pestilence. I think it's an interesting take. It's a on the. I mean, it's a zombie, but I actually kind of uh, like the the spin they've put on it. I started to read that one, but then the the zombie thing just <laughs> I couldn't get past it. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then there's so there's another zombie book that I am reading though. It's it's one of the alternate comics. It's called Mother Russia, and it's sort of a historical alternate history, which I think that may be appealing to me more than the zombie bit. But yeah, okay. Let's see. Now we're into Pokemon and pre-code books. Prince Valiant. Oh, and there's Providence, so that's I think that's another uh, Cthulhu horror from Alan Moore through Avatar Press. As much as I like Alan Moore stuff. Mm. Oh, there's Reactor. And another Xenoscope kind of falls in there. Now there's something from Oni Press. I know it's pretty popular, but it's never really appealed to me, and that's Rick and Morty. Yeah, I mean, it's based on a cartoon property from Nickelodeon right. or something. Yeah, it's not something that's ever... Well, I guess we're not in that age bracket, that target age bracket. And we've got even more Xenoscope. Uh, Sherlock, so that's from Titan Comics. Titan Comics seems to have gotten, a, I think they've got the BBC television rights. Well, they're a British company, so, so of course they, it makes sense. You know, ah, but of course. They're the, Yeah, they're the British. But they're, like I said, they're also the one that got the hard crime license. So, yes, yeah, Doctor Who, Sherlock, they're all going to be putting, come out from them. Um, there's a title, I may go back, I've heard some good things about it, Skin and Earth from Dynamite. I haven't heard of that. What have you heard? Uh, it's just, it's pretty edgy. It's about this woman who's um, sort of has lost a temporary lapse of reality. And it, 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 from what I'm understanding from people that read it, I've not read it. It's This woman has kind of lost touch with reality, and you don't know whether it's actually done that or if this is... It was some sort of psychosis that she's gone through, or what? But it just—it seems like a smart book, an intelligent book, and I'm always looking for those. Oh, okay. SpongeBob? Nope. I'm not probably not gonna get that one. Oh, there's your various Stargate adaptions. Three Stooges, Mary Stooges Christmas. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, All Mary right. Stoogemas. Three Stooges, Mary Stoogemas. Well, gosh, how can you how can you pass up the Three Stooges? You gotta have that. <laughs> oh, there's the tick. The tick. 2017 from New England Comics. That actually started uh, first season on 
Amazon Prime, yes. which I still need to check out sometime. I've seen a couple episodes of it. I uh, liked it. It's very, it's different from the, the if you read the comics before or the, saw the previous show with, um, gosh, I forgot the actor's name. Drawing a blank. It's quite a bit different, but I'm really, it's it's good. I think you're doing well with it. I enjoyed reading the tick, so. You would like this, I think, because it's. The tick is some good stuff. All right, let's see. Trolls. Uh, there's Turok, not my Turok from Dynamite. <laughs> yes, I've heard you say that before. Uh, Uber from Avatar Press. You would think I would have gotten into that, being an alternate World War Two, but I don't know. I didn't get into it, and I haven't been able to find my, you know, convince myself I want to read Uber. You're not gonna read Trump's Titans? Uh, no, we will <laughs> skip that. Negatory. It's, it's going to be amusing of how the president is encroaching, starting to be showing up in comics in one fashion or another. Yeah, and then there's Valerian. So the movie didn't do that well, but just hearing about it and all that's got me intrigued about it. It was a French comic. Um, and, you know, reading some of the uh, Lions Forge stuff, I'm kind of wanting to dip my toes into some more foreign comics now. I might. Look at that as well. Uh, there's your classic Vampirella from Harris Comics. Oh, was it Harris Comics back in the day? I know they got the license in the 90s. I don't know who originally did that. There's, oh, there's Valiant War Mother. Okay, have you read War Mother? Yes, I have. Tell me about it. What do you like? Or do you like it? I like it because I like the 4,000 world, 4,001 world. I want to kind of explore that some more. I really like that world. Yeah. Other than that, I, I don't see what a lot of the hype for her has been. Well, it's have... been one issue. She's had two issues. She's had the one shot in this issue. So, um, I know, but there was so much talk about it after the one shot, and it was like, we want more, more mother. We want her to have her own series, and. People were so gung ho about it, and I just didn't get it. It's like it was an interesting story, but I didn't think it was—I don't know—it just didn't seem like something I would be all that interested in following. So. Uh, well, I guess we'll have to we'll have to see how they develop the character. Maybe that's yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, there's war stories. Um, that's a Garth Ennis book. I really thoroughly enjoy that. That's his take on unknown aspects of World War Two. so um, it's also if you get the alternate cover it's also got pinup artwork for the cover B so it's just all lots of goodness rolled into a book so you got Garth Ennis you got a pinup covers and you got uh, su supporting stories of World War Two. so um, it tells stories of of parts that you don't know like one of the ones I really enjoyed they were talking about the P the British PT boats that were patrolling the channel between uh, England and Germany German occupied France so I never knew that they had PT boats patrolling that I mean it makes sense when you think about it but it was telling the stories of that it, uh, in the past he's done stories about the the female fighter pilots for the Russians hmm 
Um, and then you know some of the more stories of the infantry and things. So you don't you don't hear about the famous units of World War II or the famous battles. You, it's you it's more stories about just the ever everyday uh, actions or the the lulls between big battles. What was going on then and stuff. I think there was one where they were talking about uh, pilots in North Africa and I think it was the beginnings of the Tuskegee Airmen but more on along that about you know when they first came over and they were in Africa not seeing and how they got the, the, the aircraft and things so they're usually four to five issue arcs and just and, and this is one of Garth Ennis's things he really loves so he really digs into the historical detail and, and the people on them so they're really well done I highly recommend War Stories from Avatar Press okay I will jot that down I'll make you let it try Uh, the, the Wonderful World of Tank Girl. Are you? Is that showing any interest for you? Uh, no, I remember there was a movie back in the '80s or something. But other than that, that's all I know about Tank Girl. Yeah, tank Girl. Either. I'm not sure. Ah, uh, there's our WWE books. Yeah, which I won't be. Wait a minute. Before we get to that, there's one wrapped up. It's a Lion Forage book. Ooh. Wrapped up number two, McGinty wraparound cover. Milo the mummy is way too old for a babysitter. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm in just on that sentence alone right there. Uh, <laughs> is this their uh, their kids' line? It may be, yeah, especially a preteen witch. Okay, I don't know if I'll get to that or not. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. WWE. Then we get our XO from Valiant. Which I'm thoroughly enjoying. Yeah, Exo's doing real well. I'm really liking what Kent's done with it. Oh, okay. and we got to finish this all off with Zombie Trap. Yeah, why does that? Why do we have to end on that? But that's the last of it. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's our we give that's our opinion on Zombie yeah, Trap. Um, go on by. Yep. Pass it up. Pass it up. Okay. Well, gosh. Well, that's September's previews. I think there's a lot of stuff coming out. I'm gonna to have to like um, maybe take on a second job to like buy some of these all these comics. Yep. Or I figure out some way of getting someone else to buy it for me. <laughs> getting readers previews copies if we could of some of these. But yeah, that's some good stuff. And we have gone way past uh, out of our typical indie stuff. We talked a lot about DC and Marvel, but that's okay. Well, I mean, some of our independent stuff is based on, you know, what we've read from the, what influenced us from our main, the big two growing up. Absolutely. And, you know, there's artists that we found out from the big two that's on and did their independent stuff, and you can kind of, kind of see that. Yep. So, a lot of good stuff, so check it out, as hopefully we've given you some ideas as to things you might want to read. Anything else before we wrap up? No, I think that's it. Um, you know, we kind of went through previews, and I, and I guess we'll return next episode to talking about a series and everything like that. I just, uh, you know, maybe we ought to pick something just for thought, maybe something we didn't quite enjoy that we thought we would, and kind of like what, you know, kind of the exercise, like tonight we've kind of gone through these catches our attention, and it's like we got it, and it's like, ooh, wow, that wasn't what I thought it was. Sounds like a good idea. We'll talk about it. I don't have anything 
directly in mind, but we can certainly come up with something. So, all right. Well, I guess we're going to sign off. Yes. So, so where can they reach you at? They can reach me at at jforgets. Or and I'm at I'm at u t e n g r. You could also Twitter us at is at b o t r comics. You can send us an email, botrcomics at gmail.com. And I guess that's a wrap. That's a wrap, and we will see you next time.